Hello, I'm Petri Hoskin, and if you're listening to this show, then it's safe to say you'll love Hacks and Flax. Hacks and Flax is where you get the inside scoop on how journalist hacks and the flax of government and business work behind the scenes to decide which stories you'll be reading with your morning coffee and perhaps more importantly, how they keep certain headlines off the front pages. I'm assisted by a regular panel of hacks and flax who lift the lid on that special relationship between press and politics. So let hacks and flax blow your mind and change the way you look at news forever. Leading Britain's conversation. Nick Abbott. Alexa, send a comment to LBC. Let's uh, jaunt over to America and talk to LBC's US correspondent, Simon Marks. Hello, Simon. Hello, Nick. Now then, it's getting serious, isn't it? Donald Trump, good grief, where are we now? It is getting very serious, and where we are is, uh, what, two days away uh, from yet another media circus surrounding a Donald Trump court appearance. This time it's going to be taking place in Miami at about 8 o'clock in the evening UK time on Tuesday. Donald Trump will make history becoming the first sitting or former US president ever to face federal criminal charges. 37 counts relating to his alleged mishandling uh, of classified documents, those boxes of classified documents that he uh, uh, took to Mar-a-Lago down in Florida rather than uh, properly handing them over to the National Archives. And of course, criminal charges that accuse him of a conspiracy to obstruct justice uh, with, uh, according to uh, the indictment, uh, federal uh, prosecutors having recovered video surveillance footage that suggests that some of the boxes were deliberately moved to conceal them uh, from FBI agents who were poised to make a raid on Mar-a-Lago just a couple of days after uh, Donald Trump learnt that that raid uh, might be on the brink of taking place. That surveillance footage uh, captured Uh, The man who is Donald Trump's accused co-conspirator in all of this, uh, his uh, valet, uh, formerly uh, a staffer at the White House who followed him down uh, to Mar-a-Lago, both of them now facing the prospect of 20 years in jail on the conspiracy charge alone, with Donald Trump facing the prospect of potentially decades in jail if he's convicted of all the other charges uh, that he faces. And certainly, uh, I think it's fair to say that this is is far and away the most serious and grave set of legal circumstances that the former president has ever faced. I mean, it makes, frankly, a a mockery of the uh, charges that have been brought against him in New York over hush money payments uh, made to adult film actress Stormy Daniels. Uh, I mean, he's being accused of crimes, including some under the Espionage Act, uh, and the vast majority of legal analysts observing all of this and reading the indictment, including some who normally are pretty supportive of Donald Trump, think that the indictment is devastating, it's damning, and it's going to be very, very difficult uh, for Donald Trump to get out of this. As his former Attorney General William Barr said on Fox News today, uh, if this indictment stands up in court, 
the former president is toast. Yeah, of he, course, he isn't yet toast politically. Yeah, he said um, even if half of it is true, yes. then it's uh, really, really serious. So how is this different then? I mean, I've seen uh, pictures of boxes of stuff piled up in bathrooms being uh, sh uh, shielded from view by shower curtains, <laughs> which I assume is, is not the correct way to store uh, top-secret files. But how is this different from what um, Joe Biden is, uh, has been um, accused of? And, and that's keeping uh, similar, or well, I don't know about similar, but, uh, but uh, classified documents in his garage with his car. Yeah, well, there are some key differences here. And one is the size of the cache of documents that Donald Trump took with him to Mar-a-Lago and uh, the level of sensitivity that those documents uh, include. Uh, you know, you've got attack plans that uh, the Department of Defense has uh, allegedly drawn up uh, to go after one of America's enemies. You've got a whole raft of uh, documents so secret that absolutely no foreign eyes uh, are permitted to see them. They were documents that wouldn't, for example, have been shared with uh, U.S. intelligence or the uh, U.K. intelligence, rather, or the other members of the, uh, the Five Eyes group that America is party uh, to. So there's the sheer scale, the brazen nature of all of this, uh, but also the fact uh, that Donald Trump refused and refused and refused for months to cooperate with efforts by the National Archives to get the documents back. Eventually, in April of last year, handed boxes of documents back to the National Archives, claiming that that was it. He had no more. Uh, the National Archives then surmised that, in fact, perhaps he did have some more. That, of course, led to the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, in which loads more documents were then discovered. And now, of course, this obstruction claim. Now, Donald Trump's backers and members of his team say, look, this is outrageous. This is uh, a politically motivated prosecution designed to take out the clear front runner in the race for the Republican Party's nomination. And if Donald Trump is being charged, why isn't Joe Biden also facing charges, given uh, that he too didn't hand over all of the documents uh, that uh, he had taken from his time as uh, vice president in the Obama administration and also from his time uh, as a senator? And indeed, there was one. Uh, one uh, moment uh, a few months ago when uh, investigators did show up unannounced at the Biden home in Delaware uh, and engaged in a bit of a search there to see what else they could recover. There is still a special prosecutor at the Department of Justice investigating Biden's alleged mishandling of classified documents. It is not impossible to imagine a set of circumstances in which he could face uh, charges, perhaps not as grave as Donald Trump, but, but charges is relating uh, to his own mishandling of classified documents, but that probe uh, is said to be nowhere near completion. And that, of course, is why Trump's people say they smell a rat. Mm. They believe that this is election interference. As one of them put it on Fox News on, on Friday night, this is an insurrection <laughs> by the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, right. aimed at going after Trump to neutralize the fact that, and, and, and Trump is telling the truth when he says this, he is currently, polls suggest, the only Republican candidate who could beat Joe Biden uh, yeah. in a head-to-head matchup in November of next year. And it's possible that he could be... Uh, uh, I, you know, I don't believe that he's ever going to go to jail, but it, it, it is... <laughs> 
on the list of possibilities that he could be fighting the next election from a jail cell and if he wins, he could pardon himself. Yes, I mean, I think it's unlikely that this case will be wrapped up before November of 2024, although the prosecutor in the case, Jack Smith, says he wants this to move to a speedy trial. Well, Donald Trump, of course, is a past master at throwing legal spanners into the works that manage to delay and obfuscate and play for time. But you are absolutely right. I mean, the possibilities here are almost endless and frankly you know i mean a hollywood a hollywood uh, studio would throw them out as being uh, unimaginable but he could theoretically be campaigning from the pre for the presidency from a prison cell there's nothing to stop him to stop him from doing that uh, he could even find himself in a position where he tries to engineer a self-pardon imagine a situation where he's inaugurated for a second term in uh, the white house in january of 2025 he might still be facing these criminal charges, perhaps other criminal charges, because as you and I have noted in the past, he's facing investigation in Georgia for election interference there in 2020. That indictment uh, could uh, be published at any point within the next few weeks. So he could find himself in a position where on these federal charges uh, relating to the documents uh, mishandling, he could try to engineer a self-pardon either to obviate the need for a criminal trial or, uh, if he were in jail, to pardon himself so he could get out and return to the White House. It's, a, it's an astonishing series of circumstances. Uh, and, of course, uh, Trump's uh, Republican challengers, who are trying to topple him from the front-runner status that he enjoys in the race for the Republican Party's nomination, are all frozen because they recognise the size of his lead in the race and they are now waiting for any evidence from polls in the next few days or weeks that suggest that these charges are causing any fracturing in support for Donald Trump. Because remember when the Stormy Daniels charges were laid against him, he actually saw a surge of support yeah. and extended his lead in that race for the Republican nomination. Right. Well, so far it hasn't really affected his polling. As far as I'm aware, I saw something on CNN that said, uh, you know, it's pretty flat. Um, way ahead as uh, ahead of um, DeSantis. Um, there's some details in this which are really quite incredible. I mean, there's the the part about him actually boasting that he had um, secret files. There's that bit. There's him showing some of them to Kid Rock for crying out loud. Uh, I think Kid, there was a was it an interview with Howard Stern or something like that that's just resurfaced and Kid Rock was boasting that um, he'd uh, been shown top secret files by uh, Donald Trump and also there has been the suggestion that he now this this may be way out there and I'm not um, implying that this is that there's any truth in this but I have read that there is the suggestion that secrets were sold about. Iran to Saudi Arabia? Well, that, of course, is one of the key questions. Why did Donald Trump take all of these sensitive materials to Mar-a-Lago, given that it's absolutely evident uh, that these were not his personal papers, they were the property uh, of the National Archives and of the American public. So what was the motivation for taking them? Well, certainly the indictment suggests that part of the motivation was that he wanted to project himself as, you know, pretty powerful and still very plugged in and 
And so in meetings, and the indictment doesn't specify that one of these meetings was with Kid Rock, but uh, certainly there were at least two meetings that were uh, mentioned in the indictment in which Trump brandishes these documents uh, and says, you know, these are secret, you mustn't come too close, you mustn't get too near to them. Uh, But, you know, in one of the recordings, you can apparently hear uh, the sound of papers being rustled as he demonstrates that these documents have secret markings and come from uh, some of the nation's uh, top defence and intelligence agencies. So this could have been a desire on the part of Donald Trump to uh, project power and authority and the fact that he still had access uh, to some of these documents. Uh, The more malign suggestion, which is not included in the indictment, very important to underscore, uh, is that perhaps Donald Trump was seeking at some point to profit uh, from these documents. Now, there is no independent reporting to suggest uh, that he did that or made efforts uh, so to do. Uh, But as to why he felt the need to, to cart so many boxes of classified materials that they, in one photograph, actually fill the stage of a ballroom in Mar-a-Lago <laughs> with that private bathroom and shower basically being used as spillover. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is an unexplained question and something that prosecutors are certainly going to want to uh, try and develop and probe whenever this case actually comes to trial. And the perfect irony, it's so sweet. The reason why he is potentially facing uh, decades, if not more, in jail if uh, any of these uh, charges are proven is because he tried to get... He he changed the law to try and put Hillary Clinton in jail for the very same thing. Yes, exactly. Precisely that. And indeed, uh, on numerous occasions when he was president, uh, having uh, pushed for that change, insisted that anybody who was a steward uh, of national security documents needed to be held absolutely to the highest possible standards. Uh, And, you know, Hillary Clinton and her emails and uh, uh, her uh, lack of care in uh, handling the nation's secrets was something that absolutely the country couldn't tolerate. So now he finds himself absolutely hoist on his own petard as a result of this. I mean, I think it's worth making the point that he is, as ever... Uh, absolutely projecting invincibility over all of this. He made Mm. uh, weekend appearances, rallies in Georgia and North Carolina, calling the charges against him ridiculous, a joke, insisting this is his final battle. And he has, on a couple of occasions since Thursday night when the indictment came down, uh, suggested that he wants to see his supporters in Miami when he shows up on uh, Tuesday afternoon for that first court appearance. Mm. So I think one of the interesting questions will be, on Tuesday, do any of those supporters respond to those calls? They didn't when he made similar efforts to mobilise them in New York in the Stormy Daniels court appearance. It'll be interesting to see if uh, the streets of Miami uh, aligned uh, with supporters who come there visibly to show that they are turning out in his defence or whether, once again, that largely falls on deaf ears. Mm. Do you think he would look good in an orange jumpsuit? (laughs) One wonders if we're going to get a perp walk this time. I don't know if they do that in the federal court in Miami. Probably not. Simon, always great to talk to you. Thanks for that. Simon Marks, LBC's US correspondent.